Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit Powered by Lyft Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And we're back. We're back. We have our famed most reoccurring guest back too. Who's that, me? You. It's you. You know, now that I'm like super famous at Brookhaven Airport. <laughs> it's you. It's not It's not Rob Holland. It's you. Rob who? I don't know. <laughs> Hall, okay. Hollandaise. How's it going, yeah. guys? <laughs> What's up, Rob? <laughs> Not much. How's things? I wore shorts today, flying the extra for the first time in a long time. Nice. So it's getting warm. Big day Very for you, nice. Mark. This is a big day. <laughs> you're such a you're such an interesting life for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> this is the highlight of my day, dude. <laughs> yeah. The Pollard household is really exciting these days. It's, it's just <laughs> blowing it out of the water right now. That's that's the highlight of the day right there. Oh my god, Rob! What was your highlight of today? Did you do like a 10, 10 turn inside tumble? Yeah, ten ten inside tumble. Oh, uh, today was kind of a relaxing day. I actually um, head back down to Florida tomorrow to get my airplane, and my next air show is down in Key West, which should be pretty cool. Oh my god, which air show is that? Key is that NES? Yeah, NES Key West. I miss Key West. I I did a bunch of stuff down there when I was in the Navy. I I man, I freaking love Key West. I've never been. We should go. We should go to the Key West Air Show and hang out with Rob. Come yeah. on down. Is that an air show where like you look forward to? Because I, I can imagine the banquets and the dinners that they have are probably pretty cool. Is that like one of the shows that you kind of look forward to? I mean, it's a it's it's Key West, so. I mean, nothing could happen and still be cool because it's Key West. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good show. They do a nice job there. Um, the it's a confusing show. You get three runways that all cross in the middle on an island surrounded by water, yeah. with a show line that's not lined up with the crowd line, which the blues are parked at different angles. So you you pull vertically, you start rolling, you look around, you're just like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it's pretty cool. Is that the one where you did the um, the uh, POV video, or you know what I see kind of thing? Because I feel yeah, like I remember that, watching it. That was when I was uh, I didn't have my new MXS yet, and I was borrowing the uh, the green one. Yeah, yep, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, who else is going to be there? Uh, Skips there, Aeroshell, Greg Coons, the Blues. Uh, I'm not sure who else. That's really cool. I can see you and, and Greg Coons going down to uh, um, Duval Street and just getting, just lighting it up. <laughs> yeah. Considering I don't drink, yeah. Why, Greg, why not skip? I feel, why would you leave skip out of this? I don't know. I, the, the, of that entire light up, I'm like, you know what? Greg is probably the, like, the most underground, like, hardcore party animal. <laughs> Something about it. 
that was the best one we had to skip on. And it was like the FBI was banging on his, his hotel room door. Police sirens were going on outside. And it's just like Skip was just so unfazed with all this chaos going on in the background. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but what, Rob, what's it like? You know, you go to this air show in NAS, uh, Key West. Um, you get there. It's kind of like the honeymoon phase, I guess, for the first three hours. Everybody's like really super happy to see each other. Uh, but what do you do down in Key West? You kind of just go check into the hotel and then try to like um, find a good place to do some work on a computer, maybe like a uh, like a cafe and go to the beach at that place. No, I mean, Thursday, we all tend to get there at different times because everyone's you know coming from different parts of the country. And. The first day is pretty much just, you know, getting your car, getting the hotel, parking the airplane, figuring out fuel and smoke oil and everything you need to do for the the rest of your time there. Yeah. It's usually Friday morning at the briefing that you actually get to see everybody for the first time. We're all in the same place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just hang out, go downtown, you know, find something to eat. It's it's a fun place to be. Uh, I mean, most yeah. of the time you're there, you're at the airport doing work, but in the evenings, it's fun to go out. Gotcha. That is a, that is definitely a fun place. I, I would imagine like, oh, I mean, I I could talk some smack as an airline pilot on layovers, but like, you know, like, I, I don't know. Key West is an amazing place to be. I guess I'll just say that. But like, you know, you get stuck in like Memphis. You're like, all right. Day day three in Memphis. I can, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Cleveland. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I would, that would, if. If I was ever on like an aerobatic team again, and because I hate doing cross countries again, you know, and then if they had a camp at Key West, I would go. That's I feel like aerobatic camps need to be at nicer, nicer places. <laughs> That'd be a pretty tough place to get to for everybody else. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you'd actually have the camp and not get noise complaints. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're and you're staging out of. A naval air station. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, bad idea. Sorry, I think about it. <laughs> that's a great idea, but <laughs> yeah, other than that, that actually might get Mark to go to a contest. I mean, Rob, you've already offered that's him pretty far free coaching and training, which which he's turned down. <laughs> it's not that I've and turned it down. I don't know what else I can do. I haven't accepted it. <laughs> like, what do you want him to like? Sit a safety pilot in the front seat at a midwing for you? Would, would you do that too, Rob? Would if you I be a safety pilot in, in the midwing? You definitely been in the midwing, the front seat. I've never been in the front of a midwing before. Is it is it roomier than an L? Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, like, yeah, oh, yeah. like probably twice as roomy. Honestly, yeah, okay. That's yeah, it's like you. that'd be so fun. It would be fun. Would you do it, Mark? <laughs> I'd probably just I'd probably just bail out and be like, I can't even handle this. <laughs> it would be even worse for Mark's ego because is like Mark. Mark's a great. I've seen video of Mark flying. He's really good. But he no, would no, I'm fly not. to con- he would fly to contests and do well, but nobody would believe that he was flying. They would just think it was Rob the whole time. <laughs> oh, if he safety in a contest, I would never I, there. There, we couldn't do that. Everybody would be like, yeah. "All right, <laughs> Rob I mean, was Rob and the Don. They were boundary judges. That Although, how funny would it be? Like, if I, I fly sportsman or intermediate, and then like I get like an like a ninety two percent. It was like fucking Rob did that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would give you credit. No. Okay, no, so just they. so just so that everybody's listening, Rob Holland has offered Mark Pollard free coaching, free training, um, video, and being a safety pilot 
and that's not enough to get Mark to go to a contest. So if you have any other <laughs> recommendations of how to get Mark to compete, please email us. It's hard. I I I I know I make excuses. I, I know I make excuses. And I do. We, I make excuses. But no. I know, right. <laughs> excuses me? No. But now I'm switch so I'm switching airplanes at the airline and I'm doing it in June. And it's like, God damn it. I, I yeah, it's like sure. there's ne- it's always some change or some bullshit, which is the story of my life. Yeah. Rob, do you know that they actually named an award after Mark at a contest? That's that's how much that's my it's my legacy. I, I, I heard about that. Rob doesn't even have an award named after him. And, and Rob's been to plenty of contests. Well, Very let's prestigious. be let's be clear. <laughs> the award is for the lowest scoring pilot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, I think I was probably closer to going to a contest when I thought of going and then purposely scoring. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be very hard to score the lowest score, but to win that award, because like, how would I do that? How could I how could I win that award? The universe would explode. It would. would. Yeah. Rob, are you I I, I was curious about this on the drive over thinking about what we were going to talk about tonight. Um. You don't do very many regional contests. Are you going to like when the when the season starts, are you are you I know obviously the air show season is in full swing, so that's that's really where your focus is, but are you kind of eyeing nationals already? Are you thinking about doing any regionals this year or are you just solely focused on air shows right now? I would love to do some regionals. Unfortunately, my schedule is just crazy. I'm doing 25 shows this year, so it's going to be a pretty Jesus. good show season. That's a full full boat. Yeah, I'm definitely going to the nationals. I definitely already started practicing for it. Um, yeah, the, that's kind of always the goal every year is to you know, figure out nationals when I'm going to fly and start working towards it. Can't just wait to the last minute, so yeah, start early. And I guess it would be... I don't know. Unfair is the wrong word because we still have uh, an advanced whack to see the fruits of uh, the U.S. team's labor and all that. And that was an exciting team selection last year. I mean, this year's unlimited team selections got to be pretty exciting. Yeah, it should Everybody, be fun. I mean, we got some good people and everyone just keeps getting better. So hopefully we'll just have a good, solid team. It'll be nice yeah, to know no where we're going to go because we don't have a a place where the wax is going to be yet, but do you have any information that's um I guess you can blink twice if it's if we can't <laughs> talk about it, but um a certain Australian and a certain Brazilian are they gonna be going to this year's nationals? I don't know. Um they had mentioned it. Um last time I really talked to them about it was in Poland last year. It's pretty good. Um, I had the that, worst that'd be pretty cool if they did. Oh it would be oh yeah so cool. <laughs> you know like i finally like move up to unlimited which is like i'm I already feel like I, I should just you know i can retire on top of my mind at this point but like you know it was a little bit of a lull and it would have been nice for that lull of you know not having like top australian pilots top brazilian pilots rob holland you know all these you know bourbon well even though bourbon's not coming back this year but good, like just make it a little bit easier for me. My first unlimited contest, like when you go to a regional, nobody shows up in unlimited. You're, you, there's one unlimited pilot. There was three or four others when I showed up. Like that does not happen. <laughs> so, like, 
Oh my god. That's pretty interesting because you don't see that on the West Coast like that. What? That that level of unlimited uh yeah. entrance. Yeah, well, it happened. Yeah. I mean, thank God Rob didn't show up. Robert Goody or something like that. I would have been like this Larry David moment done. <laughs> <laughs> Cue to music. But um, but yeah. So I can't wait to go to nationals this year for the first time in Unlimited and just have everybody decide that they want to fly Unlimited. That's already amazing. <laughs> Great. Start practicing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's gonna be fun to All watch. Right. I mean, but it's gonna be uh I mean I, I don't know how public this knowledge is, I guess, but um I'm assuming Bourbon won't go for the team because there's no plane. Goody's obviously gonna go for the team. A lot of the, I mean 80% of the current team will go for the team. I wonder how big the the you know the field will be this year in unlimited. Yeah. It's gonna be a big field. I hope so. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It'll just be interesting to watch. I'm I'm excited to see it. I tell you, the uh, the one person I am excited to watch is going to be Aaron because he got the new uh, Spock. I'm excited that, to uh, to watch him and uh, also AJ because AJ should have his new plane by then. Um, so yeah, AJ and uh, Aaron, I'm, I'm kind of pumped to see. Yeah, it's it'd and, be cool to see if Aaron can pull off making the team in an S-Bot. Like, why could... I mean, not that he couldn't, but it's just, you know, we were talking about this a lot with the advanced team of of just having a varied um, fleet. It'd yeah. just be cool. Cool yeah, to see he it. definitely can. I mean, he's, obviously, yeah. he's a really good stick, so he should have a great pilot. Well, probably a teeny bit of a learning curve in the airplane, I guess, but, I mean, yeah. you knock that out in the first month, it'll be fine. Yeah, that airplane's more than capable. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, uh, if I had an MX or an S Bach, I'd I'd be crushing it at Unlimited. That's really yeah, that's what it is. You got to get rid of that is. SC. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Tell it's you. holding you back. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Time time to up your game a little bit, man. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. You know, I'll let you guys win. I'm gonna let you win. And um, I'm just doing it for the lo- I'm doing it for the love of the sport. That's what it's about, right? You know. Look at oh you go. I would like to fly an MX. I, I I would like to fly your plane. I think that would be fun. Because I've never flown an MX. Doesn't fly like an extra, but it's pretty cool. So how different? Obviously, they're, they're super different. But you've flown. Have you flown an SC? Yeah. yeah. You flew Goulians. I did. Oh, did you? I flew Goulians. I flew AJs back when it was like the first and only one. And I've flown a couple others. How much cleaner is Boolean's plane compared to AJ's? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dirty hoe. Much, much cleaner. <laughs> much, much, much cleaner. Oh my god. It's just not tired. Yeah. Is it true that that the Don's plane has a uh, mini blow dryer in the uh, POH? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. He's probably fucking joking. And a, and a hair products dispenser. Yes. <laughs> he's got like that. He he's got like that uh that thing, that thing of water where you put the comb, that blue water where you put the combs in, just in case. <laughs> like the alcohol, <laughs> the, 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 the to clean it off. Yeah. 
<laughs> Just in case he needs to do a quick buzz right before it gets out. Oh my god. So so yeah, so the ESC and EMXS, how I want you to let like tell how how they're different, but um I don't know how to what the, the right question is to ask with it. Um without they're sounding just, too too general, you know. They just feel different, they fly different, they accelerate different. Um the MXS looks a lot slicker. It's a it's definitely cleaner, accelerates a lot better. Um the extra feels a little bit more stable, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially with Oresti. Um yeah, they just like the throws in the stick compared to the throws in the stick and the extra, it's just the geometry is a lot different. The pedals feel different because they slide instead of pivoting. Um mm. Yeah, it's just is a there... much different. It's, I mean, honestly, it's like comparing a an extra and a Sukhoi, right? I mean, they're, they're both aerobatic airplanes, but the two very different airplanes. And the MX is kind of the same way. It's just a, a different airplane. Is there anything on the SC that you would take and put into the MXS? I feel like the answer is no. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. But you're also talking to a guy who has 17 years in an MX and like, yeah, you know, a few hours in an SC. So I'm I'm, I'm a little bit biased. Yeah. So you like the you like the ailerons in your? I love the ailerons on the SC. And um, oh yeah, you're, I, you're, I like them. But you know, ailerons yeah. is such a personal thing. I mean, if I if I had your airplane, I would set your ailerons up completely different than the way you have them. Right, because I, I like <laughs> I like a I like a heavier feel, and you know, every everybody wants something different. So, yeah, it, it's tough. Like when you get in a new aerobatic airplane, it's you can't really judge it by the way it feels because that's all tunable. You just have to judge it by how it performs, because you can so you, tune it to feel however you want it to feel. You've been in point. you the MXS for seventeen years. Well, MX is starting with the MX two. That's so crazy. That's a long time. I mean you don't really realize how long that airplane has has been on the market yeah it's, it's um i think it started going to the market in 2005 2006 somewhere around there right yeah that's that's crazy so you know I mean, pretty much everything about that plane and you have you were you at all involved when um who's the owner of mx in australia jack Jack, when he took over the company, did like you help him out with any, um, I guess, uh, consulting work a little bit? Obviously, not to be paid, but like, because you got the first MXS from him, and I'm assuming you you gave him some ideas on how to tweak it and make it better. Oh yeah, but uh, originally I sent him probably, I'd have to look, but pages and pages of notes on the airplane things to look at, things to modify, things to change, things to improve. And um, to his credit, he um, he really dug into it and did a lot of that. But yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, it was, and now, I've been very involved with the airplane since it came out, really. So, I mean, I've, I've seen all how it's built. I, I mean, the development of it, the changes, the modifications, I've been around to see all of that. So the airplane, the airplane wouldn't be what it is in many ways without you. I mean, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have its credibility or capability. You're pretty interested. Yeah, I mean, in, honestly, in out of the box, it was an incredibly capable airplane. Um, the modifications that I 
asked him to do to it was just, you know, for my personal needs and what I wanted for more because everybody wants more. Um, and a lot of it was just for um, aesthetics and how it looked, like bringing the rudder to a point instead of a curve at the bottom, just change the way it looked in the air. Um, is the is the, a, is the, the stock big... MXS is a very, very capable airplane. And is that a testament, even going back further to Giles? I mean, did they get it right enough to where the 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 morph into the MX2 was no. wasn't as much of a leap? <laughs> okay, so there there was no. there was a quantum leap then. So the in... the I mean the history of it is the the MX did come out of a Giles. Um, if I I'm probably saying some things wrong, but the way I remember it, um, Chris Meyer had a Giles. He didn't like the wing, so he wanted to put a new wing design on it. And when he modified that, he had to modify the tail also. And they decided to put a 540 on it. So the first MX was a Giles fuselage with a 540, a different wing, and a different tail. And then they quickly realized that the, the fuselage wasn't really going to suffice for what they wanted to do. So they scratched, built a whole new design for a fuselage. So the only two things on an MX-2 that's the same as a Giles is the canopy frame is from the same mold and the fuel tank is from the same mold. Everything else is completely different. Oh, wow. And then when they went to the MXS, the MXS was a clean sheet design. That's uh, its own airplane. So airfoil is is complete. I mean, obviously completely different. The wings are very different, but... Totally different, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. How much what different would... is Silliberti's MXS than your... I mean, obviously they're different, but... Is it like an extra, is it like a mid-wing extra compared to like an, a new NG? No, it's not like that at all. It, I mean, it's, that's a really good airplane. I mean, that, that's the prototype MXS, um, the very first one they built. And it flies really, really well. Um, you know, the all the wings of the MXs are the same. That hasn't been modified. I got slightly different wing tips, the new central wing tips, but, you know, same ailerons, same wings, same aerofoil. Um, same airfoil and the, the tails, just, you know, the shape of the elevator and the shape of the rudder has been modified, but no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like a extra 330 SHP compared to an SC, I guess. I mean, it's, oh, wow. you know, the bolt, oh, that's yeah. close. It, it's pretty close. Yeah. What airplane then- would closely resemble well, this is, uh, I mean, it's a terrible question and I'm sure your answer is going to be nothing, but in terms of comparing the MXS or, or MX2 to any other airplane, what, in terms of like maybe, uh, flying feel or the way it's, it's, it's set up in general, what, what airplane closely resembles? Is there anything? I mean, you, you mentioned Sukhoi. I can't no, imagine. Those are... I, no, I just, I was just saying like the difference. No, I know. Was... Yeah, actually, for the pedals. MX, actually, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's it doesn't fly like an Spock, doesn't fly like a Game Bird. Doesn't. I mean, all these airplanes kind of fly like their own thing. Yeah, which is which is good. I mean, they're all very capable. Um, I don't think there really is anything that flies just like it. To be honest with you, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty easy yeah. airplane to fly. I mean, if you just, if you're a person with um, relatively good tailwheel time and you had some high performance time, you could jump in an MX and be comfortable all day long. I mean, just flying it around and doing basic aerobatics, it's a very, very easy airplane to fly. 
I, I mean, remember Marco, talking... Marco jumped in it. Yeah, I had him. He had no issues. Nope. Yeah, in fact, um, that I was just I was just gonna bring that that up because I think I can't I I talked to Marco a little bit about it, but I remember you were telling me, Rob, um, just like landing characteristics and and and, and things like that because the extras are all so predictable, and you were. I I think you were telling me a few things about the MXS that were a little unique to it, um, about getting it's slow a, and things like that. Well, it's all right. So there's there's two different things. If you just take an MX and go out and do takeoff and landings, it's it's pretty easy. I mean, if you can land an extra, it's it's no harder. Okay. Um, when you take my airplane and you put 97 gallons of gas in it and you put all my baggage <laughs> and all my stuff and everything I bring to the air shows in it and the CG ends up back up like at the axle of the tail wheel then it gets a little squirrely <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that's that's not really the that's way natural. you should fly them <laughs> yeah yeah I can't believe it holds 100 gallons of gas that's <laughs> insane that would be really funny though to just to put like a fake uh, fuel basket on it and and uh, hang it off the airplane <laughs> <laughs> in flight refueling SC. Yeah. Oh my god. It's really funny. Um so in the normal category or normal category, but like normal, I guess normal envelope behavior wise, pretty oh it's very honest. I mean, just I come in a little fast. I come in like 110, 115, just to get the nose lower so I can see. Because it slows down so well once you flare, you're not gonna chew up that much more runway. But I mean, you can come in at 85, 90 all day long. And, and that's in miles an hour. Um, okay. Yeah, it's 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 no problem. No, it's very yeah. similar in speeds to an extra, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you can fly a Pitts or an extra or a Stodica or a Gamebird. You can, you can jump in an MX, nothing twice about it. That's pretty amazing. I mean, so... Um, Obviously, with your announcement of uh, being a dealer and full stop being a, a an Freaking amazing awesome. center, which is great news. Um, my my big burning question is, and I don't know if you can speak to this, um, is MX Aircraft going to up production, or is there is there a back end reason for uh, developing a dealer network and an authorized repair center network in the U.S. I mean, honestly, it's just, it's something we've been pursuing for a little while. Um, obviously, everyone knows, unfortunately, Mitch passed away in an accident a little while back. And yeah. kind of left a hole in, you know, who's going to sell these things, who's going to service these things. And Because um, he was really it. To be, yeah, he was it. He was the guy. And um, I didn't really approach Jack right away because I just want, him and Mitch were very, very close friends. And I just thought it'd be pretty insensitive to be like, just jump on and say, Hey, I'll sell them for you. You know, that just wouldn't be right. But after the dust kind of settled time went on, I mean, eventually somebody has to pick up the slack and start selling the airplanes. So we started having a conversation and we started having a conversation about full stop, um, full stop air, um, aviations that they've been working on my airplane for years. And, um, I don't think anybody abuses an MX more than I do. So I don't think so. Yeah, they've gotten to know the airplanes <laughs> really well. They know all the things to look out for. Um, if there, if there's somebody work. out there running an MX into it, like just taxing it into a hangar, they might they might tie you. 
<laughs> but needless to say, they know the airplane really, really well inside and out. Um, so yeah, just I we put to deal a deal together with Jack to for Full Stop to be an authorized service center because they got a great location. I mean, you know, Northwest Tennessee, it's it's not super central in the country, but it's fairly central. Um, no, and it does it does kind of um, headquarter. I would I would imagine the majority of MX aircraft at, at some at some point several times throughout the year via camps. Like yeah. it makes a ton of sense. Oh yeah, I mean Marty's plane goes through there, Steve's plane goes in there, Grossmeyer's plane goes through there, my airplanes go through there. There's a bunch of MXs that go through there, and they've all yeah. been worked on there. Yeah, and I think that it's it's especially with like uh, working on aerobatic planes that are beaten up pretty good, like. You know, people in advanced and unlimited that have MXSs or even extras. Um, what I really like about um, Full Stop, which is similar to um, who maintains my airplane out here, it's owner-operated. So the person, you know, owns the company is actually doing the work. And I just feel like there's just a lot, a little bit more attention to detail because you're you're really vested in it personally. And well, you know, Justin did a couple things to my airplane, um, helped me out, and. I don't know. I just can't, I can't say enough things nice, you know, about Justin. He's, he's just a terrific guy and, and he takes a lot of pride in his work. Um, well, that, and that's the key. They take a lot of pride in their work. And that's what you want, right? Yeah. You don't absolutely. want someone where it's just a job and they want to get out the door. They want, you want someone who's a perfectionist and take pride. And they want to make sure when they put their signature on it, it's done right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's cool because, you know, like union city for me in Long Island, it's uh it's only one, it's pretty close. It's one stop. I think it's like 700 miles or not even like 600 miles. But um, what's really cool about that whole area and that whole operation is we, we when we did the advanced team and COVID screwed us, um, they basically, I mean, just like opened up their doors to everything for us. You know, and they didn't even know. They, well, they knew you, but they didn't know me or a couple of the other guys. And they just did whatever they could for us and went out of their way. So they're just good people. So, it, you know, they deserve, obviously, you know, the respect and everything and, and this, uh, this opportunity to become a service center. But I, I, like I said, I can't say enough good things about what goes on there. It's a, it's a really cool place. Yeah, they're great. And there's a marked aerobatic box right there too, which is nice. Oh yeah. Duh. Yep. And the fuel's relatively cheap. So yeah, mark, basically mark we just kind of, yeah, <laughs> we just kind of worked that deal and, you know, I, I don't think anyone's more associated with an MX than me, good or bad. So, yeah, we kind of figured that I'd be the guy selling the airplanes too. Through that, are you going to keep your MX two there? Um, it will travel some. I'll probably spend a lot of time there. That's actually the demo plane. Yeah, um, which is great because you know it's a two seater. You can, if you don't know someone's skill level, you can jump in there with them. Yeah, which is nice. But um, no, it um. We will spend a bunch of time there. We'll also travel to some of their air shows. We can set up demo rides at different places around the country since we'll be traveling. Yeah. No, I think it's it's super clutch to have because the two seat MX2, I mean, you sent some video of you flying the MX2 and it almost looks like it outperforms the MXS sometimes the way it's crazy. It's a pretty it's a pretty amazing airplane. <laughs> no, it's an yeah. it's, it's it's the most insane two-seater on the planet, for sure. I mean, not even I don't even know what the second um, most capable two-seat airplane would be, but it's 
the gap is is wide. I mean, so honestly, like when it comes to a resty, there's no advantage one over the other, MXS or MX2. I mean, they're both. An MX2 is 100% of what an MXS is when it comes to a resty. I feel like an MX2 would be better because it's bigger, so you can fly a little bit higher and reserve a little bit more energy. Now it's it's eight inches longer. It's the same wing. Uh, oh, it's the same wing. It's the exact same wing. Oh, you can take it off an MX2 and put it on MXS. Oh wow! Yeah, it's the exact same wing. Oh, that's really cool. Yep, same wing, same rudder. The elevator has a little bit more span to it. You get a, I guess you get a little bit more authority out of it having it be eight inches longer than. In, um, in terms it's, of tail it's, authority, it's slightly more stable than an MXS. Um, just the nature of a two seater and you know CG trying to compensate for putting someone in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why, like with a resty, it, it doesn't make any difference. It's it's a hundred percent of what an MXS is for competition, for yeah. freestyle and airshow type stuff. I mean, it's it's ninety to ninety five percent of an MXS. I mean, it's wow. I can do my full airshow routine in it without too much effort. So, do you have drop tanks on the MX two for fuel, or <laughs> I got the, I got the same amount of gas in it, yeah. Can't get That's over. So it. crazy. That, no, it's it's so crazy. I'm almost like fearful of going to Union City now, and there being an MX2 there, and then Rob would just like open a door, be like, "Hey, you want to go flying, Jeff, and like go have some fun?" And I can't say no, but I just know I'm gonna just go like toe to toe with Tyson, pretty much, and just get smacked in the face. <laughs> 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 like, no, you got the single place canopy on it. Don't worry about it. He's, no. Justin will change in two seconds. Justin. <laughs> yeah. But um, Mark, to answer your original question about production and all that, um, you know, it's a, they're not trying to produce a ton of airplanes. You know, they're going to produce three, four, five airplanes a year. Yeah. That's all they really want to do. And that's about where they've been. Yeah. It's about a 24 month lead time right now for an airplane. Wow. Yep. Very boutique. In, in in manufacturing that's yeah three, that's three months saved. of being on a boat a lot of attention to detail on each airplane yeah i know um alans is we, coming out sick yeah oh yeah yep and they're getting better i mean um talking to jim a little bit about his it sounds like you know each one that comes to the states is better higher quality than than previous i mean they're just up in the game with each delivery oh, totally. which is kind of cool when you when you manufacture that small we've talked about that on the podcast a little bit too you know it's um you know you look at something like uh like game bird and this isn't this is it's not a knock it's just different manufacturing you know it's a mass-produced airplane essentially you know extra two they, they pump out i mean how many game birds are going to get delivered in 2023 it's going to be i mean five or ten x of what uh mx does you know and MX has the the luxury of of being able to tweak and um, do minor things, especially I mean ex- experimental too. Of course, um, offers a lot of that, but being able to uh, you know adjust something um, from one serial to the other, where, where yeah. they're almost n- no two alike, um, and that you know just advancing either a manufacturing process or or a design change or or making making the airplane better and better. It's it's much easier to do it when you when you produce smaller numbers too. Well, what's the lead time with Joey Bowflex? He's wait. He's waiting a decent amount of time for his. I want to say he'll probably wait fourteen months. Yeah. Total. 
um, when it's all said and done, maybe longer, maybe six, 16 months. Extras are about a year, 12 months, I think. It might even be longer. It depends on, I wonder, because, I mean, AJ's had his SC on order for how long? I mean, his has been more than a year, right? Uh, I think it's coming up on it. Yeah. So, you know, you know for, I yeah, I, 24 really isn't bad when you're, you're getting something. And I, I think it probably, right, Rob, probably it's going to start coming a lot quicker now that they're, they got their, their COVID really just totally screwed the Australians. Oh, totally. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they couldn't get, they couldn't get they anything. Didn't, they didn't have the workers. They couldn't bring workers out of their homes. <laughs> you know, everyone yeah, had to yeah. stay home. They, they the couldn't get parts. Out. They couldn't get, you know, the epoxy. They just couldn't get anything down there to make stuff work. Yeah. The pit Viper prints, bad timing. Bad yeah. timing. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh my god i would love to like do a reality tv show and sneak like you know reality tv cameras and sneak rob into alon's airplane and let rob just go up in in a box and just start ripping around in it and then alon come out and be like who's flying and, and then all of a sudden he notices it's his airplane <laughs> <laughs> you would cry right I just I think we should just forward all the French uh, aircraft requests to Alon. But like, you know what? I know you guys fly an extra, but this guy might let you rent his uh, MX2. No, we should just act like Alon and agree to let let them use his airplane, and then they're just going to show up on his door in Spruce Creek and be like, "Hey, <laughs> we're here. We're here." <laughs> there's a there's two MXs going to Europe right now. Well, getting ready to go to Europe. They're going to go to no. Europe. Oh my God! This is breaking news. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're they're on order. I don't know when they're actually going to be ready, but there's two of them going to Poland. Twos or S's? Wow. I think S's. I'm not 100 percent sure. Get the fuck! Oh my God! This is super exciting. That's great news. I mean, more and more of these airplanes. You know. Yeah, that would be four of them in Europe total. I think. What's how is how is the five of them over there actually? Wow, how is odd any updates with odd in her MXS? And no, she, she loves it, she's having she so does. much fun with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she has does. she let anybody fly it though? He's obviously, it's you know, besides you, um, but anybody in country? I am, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I don't know. I never asked that question. Yeah, I'm sure she has, but I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. I guess we'll... be that's a nice airplane. Oh, it's beautiful. It's matte too, right? Yeah, it's like a matte blue. Yeah, satin blue kind of thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful airplane. Yeah, it actually looks really nice in the sky. Yep. Yeah. We. By the way, Rob, we've all decided that you need to change the color of your airplane to yellow or something because the blacks. It's uh, it's been too long. No, no, no. I want I, no. We decided. We decided you're going to get sponsored by Oracle, and you're going to paint it red, and it's going to be the new Oracle Challenger. Wow, that's it's got <laughs> a lot of red on it now. It does have a lot of red on it now. It does, it does not have a lot of red on it? it does, I mean, it's like half red almost. I guess if you if you tallied it up, maybe maybe it's, it's got a, a lot. It's 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 probably at least a third red. Maybe a little bit more than a third. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Not even so, close. So funny. 
I wonder if Oracle is going to sponsor another airplane or uh, air show uh, performance. Uh, you know any? Wish. I bet never again. No. I have no idea. I mean, I'm still going after the monster energy drink. But, How's um, that going for you? It's not going very well. <laughs> How's that going for you? <laughs> have you even gotten a free can of monster yet? No, I've, it's this is this endeavor has cost me money at this point. <laughs> I've even put on like a flat brimmed hat on a on a Zoom call. <laughs> Didn't work with, with the with the uh, the fifty one fifty tag still on it. Oh my god! What's yeah. up, bros? <laughs> I'm here for Unreal. my meeting. You know who's a really sick pilot in an MXS is Steve Grossmeyer. He's great. He's a really good guy. Not to um, not and not to uh to age it to be ageist, but it's it's impressive. He he flies really, really hard for how old he is. How old do you think he is, Mark? 92? <laughs> I don't know. No, but he's uh he's 60 something, isn't he? No. Uh, is he? I don't know. I mean, you got a few people that are, There's, uh, yeah, getting I mean, to the was... older years that fly. I mean, S- Steve is flying it really good. Uh, Marty's flying it really good. Yeah, Marty. Um, Gross Meyer's flying it really good. And then uh, who was that guy? Hugo. He was flying unlimited in like an S one something Pitts S one something. Oh yeah, he, is he from like the Chicago yeah. area or yeah. Illinois or something like that? Yeah. I tell you, and then uh, we got to bring back Matt Chapman. Is some you think since uh, Chapman retires from air shows, he'll do some uh, some competitions? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> do you Maybe still keep in touch with him? Yeah, yeah, we chat every now and then. Oh my god, yeah, he, should, he should he should fly that Booker in some competitions. Oh my god, fact, that would blow. That would just the time space continuum would erupt. I, that would be amazing. He was the missing link to nationals. If I just do it a contest, get like him and Gulian and me and a few other people and just all fly that airplane and like sportsman. Oh that would be God. how do we make this happen? It'd be so much fun. I'd, I, I, we need to get a like a donation pile going for this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everybody, everybody listening, guys, within, within the sound of my voice, send emails every day. To all these pilots and just harass them until they just give in and say, you know well, what, we'll put this I together. Mean, <laughs> I can only speak to me, but I think most of us would do it in a heartbeat. It's just, it's just schedules. Trying to get like all of our schedules to align is pretty yeah. tough, and all happen to align when there's actually a contest. That's how how hard would it be at something like nationals to do? Is there any avenue within the IAC to do like a? Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's an, and it's escaping me right now. But like a uh, a a side event to the contest, meaning like adding a vintage sportsman um, flight. I don't That's think they'd the be lineup. opposed to it. The challenge is that you're already trying to squeeze an awful lot into a, a week. Yeah, and obviously the you know, the, the primary categories there have the priority because you're trying to run a national championship. So if there's a weather day or 
And I've, like I've spoken to something like that. That's going to be the first thing to get axed. Yeah. Yeah. I spoke to Gullian and Chapman and they agreed at the 2023 20, known as terrible. So I doubt that the sportsmen known they hate, so they're not going to. Have they flown it yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> real talk, real talk though. How, I mean, a, a Booker would do pretty well on that sportsman. It wouldn't oh. do terrible. No, It'd be fine. It would, it would do it just fine. I mean, if a, a Satabria could do it, which it did, then yeah, no problem at all. Which Satabria did it though? Let's be honest. Did a 115 horse do it? Yeah, it was a 115. Did you clip four feet off of each wing? No. <laughs> Dive what, in from outer was space. it usable afterwards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand what people think is so hard about that sequence. It's designed to like give you a little bit of altitude back for the spin so you're not down at the bottom of the box there's got to be we just need drama so we create drama that's what we do you're you're pretty good at it (laughs) (laughs) we've managed to have the whole all of europe hate us because of gene nevada (laughs) making it is interesting that all the people are complaining about the sequence now that they've actually all flown it nobody's complaining about the sequence anymore that is true I would say, like, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Now that the the kind of the the contest seasons kicked off, I've heard less and less about it. Yeah, because it's really, actually flyable. Well, there's only been a couple contests. Let's jury's not out. No pun intended. No, but like you know, a, a lot of people are practicing. You know, whether they've been in a contest or not. You know, um, Rob, you are such you're so fake right now. You were shitting on Rob's sportsman sequence to me no, like no. a week ago. I, I looked at it and I thought that it I did not think that a <laughs> horsepower right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I did I you can look at it and I do not think that it is built around 115 horsepower Satabria. That being said, I think the right pilot could fly it in 115 horsepower Satabria. I think it would be a challenge for a lot of people in a 115 horsepower Satabria. I think it would be a challenge. I, I think it's a challenging sequence in that airplane. Is it I, safe I'll to say it. Is it safe to say that you and I know more than a 10-time national champion? No. Well, here's the other thing to consider. <laughs> and you can, I mean, as the star, you can fly without a break, but if you actually read the rules of like how these sequences are designed, it has to be able to be flown by 115 horse to power decathlon with one break. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the part people usually tend to like miss or don't mention. I don't remember reading so, that. So when you guys develop a sequence, is it is there really kind of a um is there thought to wanting to see a break in no, 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 no. Like when I design a sequence, I try to design a seed. You don't need a break. But if you actually but want you to follow the letter of the law, that's what it is. You it's it's got to be capable of flying the sequence reasonably well with one break. But you know, we try to make it so that you don't have to yeah. take a break. Does that though? I mean, this gets into into the weeds, especially with <laughs> with the normal airplanes you're kind of seeing in sportsmen now and intermediate, and I mean, I just I guess through the whole roster now of higher performance airplanes, especially you know you get into composite monoplanes that and the level of composite monoplanes in sportsmen and it's increasing. So building these air these sequences with that mindset of 115 horsepower Satabria, being able to take a break. Flown reasonably well, I guess. We're, I mean, it just is what it is. But starting to see a disadvantage uh, as a whole because you're seeing more and more monoplanes that don't even. I, I would imagine 
you know, a lot of these pilots are not even thinking about how the sequence is structured in terms of performance capability. Like there's a large percentage of people that are just like, whatever, whatever the sportsman sequence is, I'll just, I'll just go fly it, whatever. Cause I have a pits or I have a, an extra. How does that, I wonder how that shifts or how that plays out as we see these airplanes, less and less of these airplanes actually in sportsmen. I don't know. I mean, you don't want to design a sequence to just, I mean, there's a lot of those airplanes out there, right? Um, still to this day, there's a lot of stories, a lot of decathlons, some great lakes. There's, there's just a bunch of those airplanes out there. We want to encourage people, planes like that to come out and compete and join in the fun. We don't want to discourage them. Yeah. So you don't want to design a sequence that's catered towards an extra just because that seems to be the majority now. <clears throat> you know, you still got to cater to the all the other airplanes and and try to encourage them to to join. You don't want to, you know, scare them off. Yeah. No. I get that. It just wonders. Like, I wonder where. Well, I guess it's just the transition of airplanes and 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 technology, especially as these composite model planes like extras and. You know, mid wings and L's get older and older and cheaper and cheaper. The acquisition costs of looking at something like a super decathlon, which if you're going to buy that new versus, you know, a gently used composite monoplane, prices are not that different. So I wonder, you know, in five years, what the competition landscape is going to look like. What are we going to call grassroots in five years? That's a pretty good question. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't, it's just my personal feeling, but I don't think like an extra is the plane you should start out to learn aerobatics. I think you're, I agree. I think you're going to miss a lot of fundamental stuff that you should learn. So, I mean, hopefully there's Tabri's and decathlons and types like that around for a while. Cause I think ultimately they just produce better pilots. Airspeed yeah, management, mark- altitude management and power management. It's, it's yep. such an important thing that you just simply do not have to learn in an extra. And if you don't learn it, you don't, it's, you don't even think about it. And I would imagine that just leaves a huge hole in your fundamental game. Yeah. It's different, right? Cause like an extra and something that's high performance, you're what's the word I'm looking for. It's, it's more like you're trying to manage it more. Like you have excess performance to deal with. Yeah. Everything's on the yeah, upper the, end. The, the, the box goes by really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the figures take up much bigger space. Uh, you know, you fitting a, I don't know, a shark's tooth in the box in a decathlon takes up way less space than putting a shark's tooth in the box in an extra, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just using up more real estate. So you, you just have different challenges. Mm-hmm. But I think the decathlon, I mean, obviously you still got to manage it, but you got to manage it in the other spectrum of like you know, really working and really understanding the airplane and really having the fundamentals down to fly the aerobatics well, that the, the yeah. scores well. Yeah. So I, just, I don't think I just, that there's, I just think it teaches you so much. I don't think there's ever been one of the, like, uh, Goulian or Chapman, you know, those type of superstars that have gone straight to a plastic airplane. Like everybody who's become great has always started in a cub or some type of, you know, plane that, you know, you need to do the, uh, energy management. And, um, it's, it's frustrating. I get it because you want to just go up there and point and shoot. And it's, I kind of had this conversation with some people sometimes where it's like, you know, you'll see somebody, they'll be new to the sport. They'll show up in an extra and they'll do really good in sportsman. 
and then they'll move up to intermediate and they'll do, you know, they'll do good in intermediate and, but not as, you know, uh, as good as they did in sportsman. And then they move to advanced and they have to start working a little bit more with energy and they get frustrated and leave, you know? Yeah. Plus, I mean, when you, you know, I think if you start off with something like extra and you try to do a roll, you just throw the stick over and it goes around really fast, right? Right. And something like a decathlon, you can't do that. You have to use no. the rudder. You have to use the elevator. You got to do everything to maintain that line as you roll. And technically, in an extra, you still have to do the exact same thing. It just happens a lot faster. But yeah. if you don't start off with those tools that you get from a decathlon, you can see it all the time. People do rolls and they're just they're sloppy. They're semi-ballistic. The tail waggles all over the place because they don't have those fundamentals and not applying what they learned in a, you know, a lower powered airplane. Yeah. What would be your uh, progression for somebody? Say you had a fresh pilot who got his pilot's license and uh, wants to learn aerobatics has no tailwheel whatsoever, but what would you, what airplanes would you go through to get them to a, um, a composite monoplane? Like what would be the progression? I would start them in decathlon and learn all the fundamentals. I would um, then put them in a pit. They wouldn't necessarily have to buy it, but if they could get like 10 hours in one, 20 hours in one, um, just because it really makes you an honest pilot. I mean, you just, everything you do in a pit, you earn. Yeah. And um, and then go from there to whatever your airplane of choice is. But I think decathlon into a pit really gives you a proper skill set to apply to whatever you want later on. Have you flown all the uh, two-seat pits variants? uh i've flown an a a b a c and the model 12 so yes yes <laughs> and, an, and, and an e i flew an e also simple oh, yeah. yes would have been fine um <laughs> which one did you uh would you would you go in um the vast majority of my times in s2c so i'm just biased that's just what i'm used to yeah that's what you think of the model 12 because we hear so many good things I, and then we hear terrible things. I liked it. I think if you jump in and try to fly it like a pits, you're going to get in trouble. If you fly it like what it is and learn it, then you're just going to be fine. I mean, you got a pretty big engine and a pretty big prop on a relatively small airplane. So you really have to manage that. Yeah, we spoke to Skip about it. And Skip was, he said he, he put it into some type of tumble. And it's just got a couple of these tendencies to to not recover as well. And what did, what did he say, Mark? And like he got himself into into one, and like it just didn't want to come out almost. And he's like, "I'm not tumbling this thing ever again." See, I've yeah. heard that. I've, I've never seen that. I did. I did three year shows in a Pitts Model Twelve. Um, a lot of practicing in it and pushed through its paces. And I didn't. I didn't really find many bad habits. I mean, there's a lot of gyroscopic forces on that huge prop up there. I was just gonna say um, that was the always but, like the commonality was like big gyroscopic. Yeah. But when you pull the power back, I mean it's I don't know. I just I didn't I've heard those things and I don't doubt them. I just haven't personally experienced it. Yeah. And they're all they're all home builds. So I mean, I guess uh you know the weight distribution and the CG um is unknown they're all different in each one. So it's true. Yep. Might be a, be an issue there. I I think it's an awesome plane. I, I have never flown one, but I love the way they look. And uh, this guy, you remember Kendall Simpson? Oh, yeah. He used to fly it in advance back in late 2000s. 
and yep. he flew awesome with it but it was so cool to see it fly because you don't see them fly resty very often and when yeah. it's you know when it's flown nice and and not bobbling and and tight lines and stuff that it really i tell you you know for 100 what are they 110 120 grand you get a shit ton of airplane it's, it might be oh, one of the better advanced platforms out there for that money it really is. I mean, it doesn't run out of steam. It presents really well. It's big. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's great. I love watching it. Fly. Yeah. In fact, it's actually impressive to see that yeah. you, you wouldn't think that airplane, Jeff, you're totally right. Like a lot of, a lot of the routines, or at least the, when you see people fly it, it's like, it's almost like a, uh, people almost tend to fly it more like a steerman act uh, in a lot of ways where it's like, you know, I, I don't know obviously it's it's faster in the role and things like that but almost like a lumbering non certainly non arresty type of flying but then when you see it actually flown crisp you're like holy shit this thing actually can do that and it does it pretty well i wish there were more in because actually just thinking about it last year you know mark and i kind of try we try to follow as many contests as possible and i don't remember one being in competition which is kind of sad no yeah, you just don't really see him, which is it's too bad. I, yeah. Kendall, honestly, was the last one that really flew in anything remotely close to that that I could remember. And then his... He's a sick pilot. Dude, his airplane, it got wrecked in a hurricane. It feels like 20 years ago now. And just, I don't think he ever rebuilt it, right? Um, I haven't talked to Kendall in quite a while. If I remember right, last time I talked to him, he was rebuilding it. I don't. Okay. I don't know what stage moved. it's at. I don't know what stage of life he's at. I I haven't talked to him in quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah. He's a super nice guy, though. He's great. Yeah. And he, he was good. Did he beat you? No. No, I think you were in. A- <laughs> <laughs> nobody's ever. Beat- no, nobody's ever beat me. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh my god! <laughs> Nationals twenty three. Can't wait. <laughs> i've lost plenty of contests you should make sure this says second second or worse jeff it's Just it's funny rob i was talking to um you know remember mark nathanson oh yeah okay so mark i was talking to mark nathanson at uh at this contest last year uh at kathy jaffe and he's like he he was an f4 uh pilot and he was also an f4 test pilot and super humble but the guy is just Total war, like total, it's just an animal. Great guy. Anyway, uh, he actually gave me my pitch checkout. And um, we were talking and, and Rob's name came up and he was telling me a story because he gave Rob, didn't he give you one of the aerobatic intro rides where you sat up front? Oh, in the pits, yeah. So he gave Rob, he was telling me a story. He goes, yeah, this this guy from New Hampshire came in and he wanted to fly acro. So I, you know, turned him in the front seat and him an intro ride and you know we were starting to do roles and he was just doing it to the left and i said you know rob if you want to be a successful aerobatic pilot you got to learn how to roll right <laughs> and uh he was like you know little did i know that the guy would go on <laughs> to be this amazing you want to be good you got to uh... roll right <laughs> That's way back when I was going to work for Mike Goulian. So it, it wasn't a intro flight. It was um it was checking me out in the airplane so I could teach in it. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so 
That was the last bit of feedback that Rob ever received. <laughs> <laughs> it was at that moment. And yeah. now I roll right all the time. Yeah, it's a shame because he told the story so much more eloquently. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, yeah, you should reach. You should say, "Have you spoken to Mark in a while?" I probably haven't seen him in about a year. I'll reach out to uh, him. Sometime. Yeah, he's a really oh good god, guy. right? Like he's like the uncle that you never had. He's just yep. like, always happy. And he bought the uh, Mark. He owns that extra. It's the Crayola box extra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that. What's he doing with it? He flies intermediate. Okay. And I think he used, I don't know if he's still working for this East Coast Aero Club company, uh, but he's a DP. He's a, is it DPE? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but uh, so he's just an incredible dude. Incredible dude. That's cool. Yeah. So, Rob, I got to ask you because I am like borderline, I'm switching props. I'm in the I'm in the market for props. Um, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars for a heart soul. Um, oh, I thought you meant kudos. I was like, do I'll give you props? Good job, dude. Good job, man. <laughs> but um, tell me about this new. Is it public? This new whirlwind. Oh yeah. So it's the um, it's the same blades as I've been flying for quite a while now. Um, they just have a new hub, and the, the hub is nine pounds lighter. So the prop is it's under sixty pounds. How did they do yeah. that? Like billet or something? I, magic, I don't know. PFM. The old, the old hub was based on a Macaulay hub, and I think he just decided to design his own. It, it took quite a bit of weight out. And that's that's actual numbers. Like me actually that's putting my weight. old prop on a scale, then putting the new prop on a scale, and it was a nine-pound difference. Dang. All the way at the front of the airplane, too. So that had to be the first flight you had to have noticed the weight difference. Um not on the MXS because I had just changed the battery also to a um, oh right. an Earth X battery, which was a lot lighter. And I have I have two battery mounts in the, in the tail of my airplane. So if I put the Earth X in the aft mount and then the new prop, the CG of my airplane is like within a quarter inch of where it was before. So I didn't mm. really. You definitely. I mean, the plane flies is a little different. It's, you can notice that thirty pounds total out of the airplane. How do you like the Earth X battery? Like, does it, it cranking? Oh, it's good. It, you know, when you pick it up, it doesn't feel like it should do anything. I mean, it feels like it's just a hollow shell. It's so light, it's but it, it cranks like crazy. Yeah, and I've, I've been I've been really impressed with it. The only thing that I'm not worried, I guess, my only reserve with it is, um, and I have, I really I have no knowledge of. It's a lithium ion battery, right? It's a lithium yeah. battery. But it's the, I don't know a lot about it. I should educate myself on it. But I guess there's a couple different types, and it's the type that doesn't really explode. Okay. Yeah. That, doesn't that's doesn't that. really explode. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think no, I'm just can, kidding. <laughs> well, like one of them, like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Like the, kind, the kind that's in your no, phone and stuff that will, that thermal runaway uh, does yeah. a thermal runaway and it's bad. Yeah. It doesn't do that. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I, I mean it's a no-brainer. I mean the regular con the the sealed concords are twenty-five pounds, right? Yeah, I mean I was using an Odyssey battery. It wasn't a super small one, but like the next size up, just for the cranking power. Yeah, and it was twenty-five pounds, I think. Yeah, and the bat and the battery I just put in my plane is six pounds. Wow, I love these people too. That like 
I told this, it comes, there's this one story that comes to my head when I was younger, but like, I love these guys that you hear about. They have aerobatic planes and they're like, yeah, I'm going to get a lightweight starter. I'm going to go with Behringer wheels. And it's, they're like 300 pounds. They literally weigh like near 300 pounds. And it's just like, dude, just fucking going to treadmill for like a month. Yeah, eat some celery. (laughs) It's so much easier to not do that. Just keep drinking your milkshakes and get a, a lightweight starter. Yeah, it's like, and Rob, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude. <laughs> oh, you can't fucking make it up. Yeah. You should you should try whirlwind on your plane. I think you'd like it. I'm gonna let AJ because the only thing with the SCs, the extras, because I, I spoke to um Adam Baker and messaged him because he had one. And you yeah. have to you have to put a uh not a flange. I think it's like something about extender, I guess, because of the way the cowling is. Not with the new hubs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, with the new hubs, you don't have to do that. No shit. Yep. Dude, okay. Not to sidebar. What the fuck's happened? Where's Adam Baker been? He's like, he, he, like, he used to post all the time. I feel like I haven't seen him post in a while. So he, he's going to roll in on his, on his, uh, his LX. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, he did. And then, um, Motherfucker got a heart soul somehow. <laughs> Motherfucking sponsorship. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I've the heart soul, I have been on a bunch of airplanes and um friends of mine. And most of the feedback that I've heard from it is not that great. Not that great. Um so but it's you know, they're solid props. You don't have to overhaul them. And I've heard both sides. Um like I know yeah. people that absolutely swear by them. And then there's other people. The, the the biggest complaint I've heard, I guess you can change the stops though and fix this, is just there's no braking. Yeah. Like you pull a power back, it just doesn't slow down. It keeps going. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah, like my prop, if I pull the power back, I stop. Yeah, that's... Like I, I go forward yeah. in the seatbelts. They're freaking fan boat props on your Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally so fan true. boat company. And it like, what, it, it wor- yeah, it works. So not knocking yeah. it, but it's a fucking fan boat on your front engine. <laughs> Ridiculous. The stop, the stop thing though. That's that's such a funny thing because um, even extras with the dash fifteen and dash twenty five. Like I've flown some that have, I guess the it must just simply be the stop adjusted wrong. When you're used to that that drag brake component, when you pull the power out and then you don't have it, it's super weird. Oh, it's yeah. super weird to have a slick <laughs> extra coming in on final. You're like, uh. I was no. I was waiting for my drag break here. Where is it? Well, you notice yeah, that totally. with the two hundred. Remember, Mark? Yes. Yep. Uh huh. No, totally. Super slick. In fact, uh, when I delivered it to it to the new owner, um, I flew it down. I think I, I think it was in Hawthorne, so Southern California, and he took a video of it. And I, I literally, I'd been flying the three hundred a bunch, and hadn't flown that airplane because it had been like it was in pre buy. And you know, doing all this stuff, and then it did it, it went through annual. So I hadn't flown that airplane in like I think it might have been two months from the time it I last flew it to the time the guy was like, Hey, can you deliver it? I deliver it and I go to land, I go to pull the power back, and I was like, Oh shit. I was gonna three-point it because it was a short runway. And I ended up having to like switch it to a wheel landing because I came over the fence super fast. No <laughs> slowed, yeah, no, like no, <laughs> no uh prop slowdown component whatsoever yeah so, so it's nice when you have that big speed break out there i freaking love it 
It's like a Bravo. superpower. It's just power out anything, or you can yeah. slow down whenever the hell you want. You can go literally 180 knots to like a one mile final and just chop and drop. It's it's the best. Oh, totally. What what was it like training Joey Boflex and his his muscles? <laughs> did you train his muscles? <laughs> I did not train his muscles. <laughs> maybe maybe his muscle memory, but not his muscles. Yeah. <laughs> no, the guy's, a, the guy's a beast. He's, He's a lot of fun to coach. He's just a big sponge, takes it all in. Um, yeah, he's he was he was very cool. Yeah. Um, I guess that was. I didn't have a follow up, ready. Well, <laughs> I, I will say uh, I won't. I won't mention names, but um, I've heard other other people that have been coached uh, that are less receptive and less spongy, and it's got to be so much more fun. To have somebody actually take in whether whether they can actually apply it is is that's a maybe a talent and a skill that's separate from being receptive but at least just having somebody that is receptive to what you're saying has got to be so much more fun and enjoyable to coach oh yeah i mean you feel like you're doing your job yeah you know it's i tell people when i coach them like i'm i'm just giving you tools right you can use multiple tubes, tools for the same job. You got to find the tool that works best for you. And I'm just going to give you the set that I know. And if you choose to use them, great. If you, if not, whatever. Um, right. But yeah, some people, they'll just, you ask them to do something and they'll, they'll argue with you or they'll tell you they're doing something when they're not doing something or, you know, <laughs> like, why, yeah. what are you paying me for? Why am I here? I, that was oh so mind blowing to hear stories yeah. like that where it's like i mean i i, I i'm just the person i tip. i want to earn my keep i don't want to just like take someone's money for nothing so yeah well there's a lot more that goes into it because like you know when you coach somebody um you have to develop a way to to give them the information that they'll receive it it's not just being like all right everybody learns the same way like no nobody learns the same way and uh you know when you make that effort to give them the knowledge and they're just like, nah, you don't know. No, yeah, it was good. I, I, I was coaching someone and they were doing, it was just like a half loop up with a half roll on top. Every time they did the half roll, like the tail just went all over the place. Yeah. And I was like, you're just you're using the wrong rudder. No, I'm not. Like, <laughs> you you got to start with this rudder, then go to that rudder. No, you don't. Like, yeah. What do you yeah. say to that? I mean, it's like, this isn't even my opinion. This is physics. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is just like aerodynamics. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. carry on. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> just yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. Perfect. Ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's really crazy. But like you, you would you love to do more coaching or or more air shows? Because right now you don't have any time to yourself at this point with 25 air shows and the camps that you've been doing like there's really you don't really have availability it seems yeah well i mean a couple things happened like i didn't know what was going to go on with coaching this year so originally i only booked so many shows so i'd have plenty of gaps to do coaching and then yeah. when i wasn't coaching any teams i filled in some more air shows and i ended up with more air shows than i actually wanted i only wanted like 18 and i guess i just don't know how to count when i'm booking them and i ended up with 25 <laughs> um but I do have some time. Like I'm doing, um, I think I'm doing three camps with Coco this year. I think maybe another two camps, which is just like you, me and a couple other guys kind of work with like, each other. Can you just calm down. Can you please calm down with your flying. 
It's not, this is not <laughs> sounding good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do less coaching. Yeah, God. the nationals. You don't need so more I, coaching, I, Rob. Rob, you don't need it. Oh, like, yeah, I do. Spoiler alert, you don't, you're good. Yeah, what do you That's get the beauty of aerobatics, right? Is, there's always room to get better. No, no. For me, yes. You know. <laughs> you need to start doing worse. Make it more fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we can like would you like how pissed would you be if I tried to like psych you out at nationals this year? Like, what try. if I can I? Sure. Can okay. I? <laughs> <laughs> like what if i showed up and i had my plane wrapped to match your pain scheme that would be oh dude i'd push it out and take a picture (laughs) i throw money on this yeah the funny thing is like the people that try (laughs) to take other people out usually just end up psyching themselves out so well i have nothing to lose rob (laughs) (laughs) jeff has already lost (laughs) we've established that (laughs) i'm just going to nationals for comic relief if you wrapped your airplane like Rob's, that would be the funniest thing ever. If you're wrapped your plane like mine, I'll give you my free to fly. Oh god, yeah. Well, we've spoken about that. So I <laughs> actually do that. <laughs> Can an SC physically do it? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> it's a sportsman known all over again. <laughs> oh man. No, that would be funny. I would never do that because I'm a nice person, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we need to do something to stop you. And everybody's saying it. Like I don't. I'm not the only one saying this, Rob. You need to to tone it down. You need to be stopped. (laughs) Uh, Can you fly with like like five cylinders, maybe, or like some fouled plugs? (laughs) I mean, Jeff Bourbon did it in 2019. Yeah, he did. He did well too. I know. How about oh how about the uh, the prop the prop governed to twenty four hundred RPM? Yeah, would you accept those terms? I had to do that at the um, two thousand eight AWAC. Really? Because back then, yeah, back then it was um, like you could fly with it had you had the two hundred horsepower roll, or it could yeah. be a two seater with a stock engine, and I did have a stock engine the MX. So we found out that if I dialed it back to 2400 RPM and limited it there, it produced the same horsepower as a, a stock engine, which they accepted. So we, we, you know, turned the screw out in the screw in or out, whatever it is, and the governor took out the 2400 RPM. And I flew the whole contest at the definitely got the same, the same performance Are you any other four cylinder plane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wink, wink. <laughs> That's crazy. I missed, the, I missed the 200 horsepower rule. I think that was a, uh, I think that was a good idea. I got to be honest. Well, we've talked a lot about... Much it. It, wasn't, it wasn't just 200. It was 200. Basically, if it was a single-seat airplane, it was a two-seat airplane. You could have a, a six-cylinder. It just had to be stock. Yeah, there so were some... There was like so you could, so you could fly like a 300L or a LX or whatever. Yeah. Talk, um, talking about like fundamentals yeah. and like the Super Decathlon, and then... The extra 200. I, I, I've been thinking about the extra 200 a lot because granted, it's not a good fu- airplane for fundamentals necessarily, but definitely management, power management, and energy management. Um, it's a great airplane for it, but it's so capable. Oh, the 200 is a dog. No, but but I mean, it, 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 capa- 
It, no, it's a, it's it's a super dog. Honestly, in some ways, it's worse than the Super Decathlon. Um, but capability wise, you know what I mean. Like envelope wise, yeah. it's so much larger than a Super Decathlon. It's it's a wild. That's a that airplane's a wild uh, kind of dichotomy. You know, it's perfect. It's a. I think it's one of the more overlooked uh, airplanes to move up. You know, Rob was talking. You, Rob, you're talking like pits us to be into a composite plane and. Um, you know, the 200 is really outside of maybe like a home built DR 109. I don't know, or even the Giles 202 has got a ton of performance. Like the 200 is a great, I mean, the thing weighs 1200, 1300 pounds and, yeah. um, a little draggy, but it's, you got to work with that plane in the effort in the categories. But yeah, I, don't I, know. I flew it, I flew a 200, ah. a 200 a few times and I liked it. I thought it was a good flying airplane. Yeah, it's great. It's hard. I really enjoy and flying it. They, yeah, I like the I like the progress. I did a two hundred, then went into the um, the uh, the six cylinders, and um, I don't know. It's I liked it. I liked it, but didn't do that great. But here I am, getting ready to go are. to nationals with no coaching and against Rob Holland being coached by another world champion <laughs> three times. <laughs> Seems fair. Seems super fair. <laughs> Come on out to one so, of the I don't know. I mean, like, can he help? Can he help me? Um, am I? Am I? Oh yeah. <laughs> Might be on help. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, how do you feel? You know, it's a good, it's a good topic because Mark and I were talking about this, and I haven't tried it yet. But do you think that there's a way? Or an avenue for virtual coaching. Obviously, it's not as good. Uh, yes and no. Um, yeah. I I think for like the purity of it and like the fundamentals and trying to make everything perfect, probably. As far as like actually flying in the box and all the little cheats and the things you try to do to make it look good for the judges, I don't know if you could get that from a virtual perspective. So like um individual figures it, it could like it like what views what camera angles would you need to make it beneficial what you're going to tell that pilot like where would you need the cameras pointed i mean either camera to be from the judge's point of view right but then you also have to like you just when you're looking at it on the camera, you miss a lot, right? You don't have peripheral vision. You don't have all the other sights around it. You're not seeing the ground and the sky and the airplane all at the same time. It's zoomed in or it's zoomed out. I just don't think you see it the same. So yeah. as far and as using it to like, you know, how do I make a loop round? How do I do the pivot on top of a hammerhead? Yeah, I think you could do that. How yeah. do you do a hammerhead on the left side of the box versus the center of the box with a four-point roll going up? Whether you're high or low or in the back, I think that'd be pretty tough to, to figure out virtually. I could be wrong, right. but I just, you know, just, I mean, you've seen videos of yourself flying, right? Like mm -hmm. no vertical looks like it's vertical. It always looks like it's on an angle. It's just, it's hard to, to see that stuff with the camera. Right. So like I, developing like somebody, so if somebody was moving from sportsman to intermediate and they have to now do, you know, a snap roll, um, a rolling turn and uh like a quarter up or something like that would you be able to talk to that pilot and get them to be able to snap the airplane 
through interior interior cameras and exterior cameras? Yeah, I think you could. Like I said, for the I feel, I feel like you stuff, could. I think you could do it just fine. So it, for the aerobatics, yes. For the presentation, no. If that makes yeah, sense. you'd have that, to have some reference that, to the ground. Yeah. I think it, it could be really, you know, because when somebody moves up in category, um, there's a lot to learn. Um, and it goes up exponentially when the categories get higher. So, like, going to a training camp to work on one figure would be great. But I feel like something like a virtual coach, you know, teaching you how to do a snap roll before you get to the training camp and then fine tuning it there could save a lot of time and also money, you know? Um, And now with these cameras, like the cameras are so great with these, you don't have to run these lipstick cameras and wires and CDs and shit. You slap on a GoPro session and and you got everything. So um, I don't know. I just, I I was curious if you thought that there was ever going to be a market for there to do that because I know like people would pay. Yeah, probably. Kind of on that note, I'm I'm actually I'm going to be doing one of the things you guys have suggested. Um, my next camp, the first day before everyone shows up, I got a guy coming out with a camera and do a bunch of videoing, and um, just going to do some video stuff on like just like you know how to do a hammerhead, how to do a round loop, how to do a roll, how to roll from inverted to upright. Just oh hell yeah! Stuff. So we'll have like Dude, a talk from that... perspective and from the outside and and talk through it. I would charge for that shit. Honestly, nope. because like Rob, that is charge for it. Fucking, that is <laughs> honestly like I wish that shit was out when I first started learning acro. It'll no, be that's, like that. that should be premium content for sure. Yeah, I mean, it'll take yeah. a while to edit, but I'll. Tr- I'm, the goal is to try to put out like a figure every week or every two weeks or something like that, and just keep going with it. I mean, to have like not to to boost your ego here, but like you're obviously got the credentials, so to pay i'm assuming it's going to be a relatively small amount you know because usually like these these videos online are pretty cheap to get five minutes of what's going through your head and what you do that's been proven like it's a no-brainer i mean i'll i would i'm gonna buy it and i'll learn something i mean i've done i've done a a decent amount of hammerheads i'm i'm a little above average i would say on doing them but (laughs) You know, like, but I still want to fucking buy it and see what's going through your head because, like, I'm sure you're doing something that I'm not, you know. Sign so, up 100%. Um, hell yeah. Like, five minute clips of each maneuver. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love we'll it. see. Like, just like I said, we'll video from inside the cockpit and we'll get some video from the outside and try to edit it all out and narrate it. And, you know, just to tell can we like, can. Well, you know, like, half, half of this stuff is just like, where are you looking? If you're not looking in the right spot, you're not going to do well. Yeah. Nobody knows where to look. Yeah. So just all like the little nuanced stuff to try to talk about. And and just the basic stuff. You know, I'm not going to get into air show stuff. Like I already made that mistake once. I'm not doing that again. But I want to nominate Mark to demonstrate the figure before you fly it so they can see what not to do. See what not to do. And then I should do it after (laughs) when I listen to Rob. And then you can see like how effective it is. Although that I'd be very yeah. shitty, so it probably wouldn't. It wouldn't be a good selling. I wouldn't be a good sales uh, salesperson for uh, getting coached or critiqued or learning how to do something. It's so funny when you how you mentioned where to look. How many videos do you see posted? I see this, and and as me as a total amateur, 
I see a lot of people posting videos of of aerobatic maneuvers, and you watch their in cockpit videos of where they're looking. It's actually shocking how common it is to see people not looking in the right spot. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I do it a lot too, but it is it's really apparent in a lot of people's videos. Yep. Yeah. And then when people look, they don't you know with their neck movements or whatever, it throws they they don't realize that they're throwing off the stick a little bit and it's making a move move their hand a certain way and these little mm-hmm. bullshit things in these high performance monoplanes like it twitches the airplane it's there's so many little things you can learn it's just uh, well even i mean like the most basic thing like when you go when you pull vertical and you're going up right you're looking at a sighting device right yeah and then when you go straight down 99.9 percent of the people looking straight forward at the ground well how do you know if you're vertical look out at your sighting device it yeah. works going up it works right. going down too yep yeah and then they, they anticipate the pull and they start creeping totally. up and two or three yeah. degrees. And because the ground, the ground, ru- not ground rush, but the ground is getting, you know, it's, it's expanding. So they're just not. Well, the other problem with looking out the front of it's a, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to talk without my hands here trying to describe it. But if you're looking out the front of the ground and it's a windy day, you're looking at a spot and you're going to try to keep your nose in that spot. Well, if the wind is pushing you, you're going to start pitching or yawing, whatever. You're going to drive to spot. it. Yeah. So you're going to come off the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just look at the sign device. Like I said, it works just as good going up as it does going down. Yeah, and then it, th- that's the whole thing too. It's just I can't tell you how many. I feel you can just see it from the ground as soon as they move the airplane. You can see the airplane twitch. Like yep. it's just it's really see it, hard. Where you see it the most is on Humpty bumps. You know, they pull vertical, they look at the sighting device, then they pitch over the top, and then they set the vertical downline looking out the front, and they're never vertical. They're over, they're under, you know, they're positive and negative. Yeah. Because they didn't look back at the sighting device to actually set the vertical downline. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be cool, man. I can't wait for that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to pump the shit out of that. Yep. I'm signing up. Yeah, I was going to do it myself because I was just waiting for somebody else to do it. But thank God it didn't come. <laughs> so we, we, you lazy saved, shit. Saved a lot of, we saved a lot of aerobatic pilots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so cool. I feel like we need to do a, a freaking part two. Let's this. do it. Yeah, we got. We better wrap up. But yeah. let's... let's um, Let's well. Let's do a part. Are you gonna so Rob? Are you gonna release them one by one? Or are you gonna put together a series with with a bunch of maneuvers together? Kind of. Um, no, I'll probably do one, but because it's gonna take a while to edit it, right? Try to get all different angles and try to figure out what I'm actually want to get across to people in each each video. So, like I said, like one a week or one every two weeks, and just keep going with it. We're gonna try to get a whole what? bunch of footage at my next camp. Um, in the you know, we're gonna just gonna dedicate a day to doing basic aerobatic figures and getting as much video as possible from as many different angles and then it's just yeah. a matter of doing the editing are you gonna, is love... this gonna be something through fly cool merch or no it'll probably just be on instagram okay can just you put it on instagram. amazon prime i want because they did that video that snap roll video from like 1980s with leo and you ever see that mm, no buy that oh it's cool yeah chapman's on it yeah, that means like cool. a new pilot on it. He's wearing these like sick ass red pants and Reeboks. he's got the red pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, looks like a magician. Yeah, it's, I was just gonna say, look, it looks like Aladdin. <laughs> you know, for like one of his last issues in his retirement, we bought him some red pants. 
That's really awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. By far, no offense to you, Rob, and how amazing you are, and how much you're going to kick my ass at nationals. Which everybody knows that, but it's it's going to be a it's going to be a bloodbath. But um, I think Matt Chapman's interview, I and the Don's, I enjoyed those interviews. That was because oh, he gave us the whole history of when he was on the airbag team, and it was freaking awesome. Oh yeah, the whole fuel incident on C one thirty. Oh man, C five, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that's why we, that's, that's that's pretty much why we don't have a C five anymore. Yep. Yep. <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah. Thanks but yeah, if you, if you do the videos, I would. The only request I would say is if you had, um, I wouldn't even do it. I think both maybe, but like um, audio overlay or like like you speaking the whole time on like every. I said on the last podcast or the podcast before where. Like every second, like what's going through or whatever, every five seconds, like what's going through your head. Cause it's gotta be your mind's not going a mile a minute. Like you don't know what's coming next, but you're thinking a lot, a lot of different things going on with wind and what's next or to rotate. Like there's so many things you're calculating. And I don't think people realize that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you got to break it down too. Like you think just a simple hammerhead is just a simple hammerhead, but it's a radius. It's a line. It's a, pivot it's another line it's another radius yeah right? you have to make you have to make all those things look good it's not just the pivot at the top yep yeah yeah and where it can go wrong and like this is you know this is what everybody does and this is what it looks like and why you shouldn't do it <laughs> so like let's watch mark in his midwing try to attempt the hammerhead i can't what's a hammerhead <laughs> hammer who hammerhead. hammer what Never what, is stupid, what is a stupid French? No, we call this the whole turn, right? We didn't even have time to knock on the French. No, we actually do need to do a part two, so we can it, we can just just crap on the French the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, our um, plan is our plan is to guilt them into coming to worlds. That's our plan. <laughs> we just have to find them a free SC to borrow. Yeah. I wish that people would make this much effort when the U.S. was going over to Europe. Everybody was like, oh, if they get there, they get there. No big deal. French say something about not being able to get an airplane. I'm getting emails from the extra factory, from the extra dealer. <laughs> people are, like, getting pissed at me that I'm not giving away my airplane. Like, what the fuck? Like, what about the U.S. team when they go over? Like, where's the heart in there? <laughs> yeah, well, right? the French did give me an airplane to fly, so I can't say too much. That is true. Yeah, but you kind of, like, hooked her up with an airplane, I would say. Yeah, I mean, she's welcome to fly mine anytime she that wants. That was reciprocal. Yeah. And Odd is awesome, so I don't include her in this. She is. <laughs> we love Odd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a good person and a good pilot. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it was... But uh, she had to get, like... She put the scores up last year. I mean, she, did, she looks like she flew well, you know? Oh, yeah. And let's face it, the French are very biased in their judging. They just want essays. <laughs> it's a fact. Getting more and more MX <laughs> in the European scene will be uh, it'll be an interesting thing to watch to see how if you know once there's ten airplanes out there how they get how they get scored. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that um, final question? I don't think. Um, I, I, do you think that Aaron Carton is going to grow? Do what? Go ahead. No, it's, I'll go. I'll go after. No, I was just going to say I don't think. I don't think the SC being an SC is that much of a, as much of a factor as people think it is. Um, like, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I mean, I got 
two silver uh yeah two silver medal flights in the last one and before that a gold medal flight and a bronze medal flight um another world championship i had two silver medal flights so i mean the plane scores well if you fly it well you know it still kind of comes down to the the nut behind the stick yeah well maybe <laughs> what oh, was your fu- what was your final question jeff <laughs> I can't say because it's just, he, Rob's being all serious and you know he's being very professional and I was and just here, about to here ask you are just, <laughs> I was just throw, throwing it right in the dumpster. Yeah, I was, just, I was literally going to ask you: Do you think Aaron McCartan's going to grow a ponytail now that he's flying an Esbach like Philip Steinberg? <laughs> I don't know, but I pay money to see that. Me too. Right? I, Me too. I feel like he needs to. I would, if I was the judge and he did that, I would. I, I'm sorry. You can you can throw me out of the IC, but I just give him ten on every year. We have <laughs> to get him a wig. It. <laughs> we have to get him a wig. Oh my god! Just a beautiful yeah. black he's got, He is you know fair skinned like like uh, Philip. You know, it's not the the shading on the skin is not too far off. <laughs> oh my god! I love you. <laughs> just video Guys, him like- with the ponytail going through Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody somebody out there listening has to like be into wigs or something, you know. Like we gotta get we gotta get Aaron a, a, a Philip wig. Rob, do you know his Aaron's new nickname that Mark gave him? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say it. I can't say it. Uh, I I can't remember the final iteration. Is it the Cord Cobb Commander? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Love you, Iowa. <laughs> field? Is that the field of dreams? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> probably. Um let's 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 pin this thing. Rob, tell us where note. people can Buy an MXS and MX2 from you, and where they can uh, go check out uh, Full Stop for their uh, MX needs. Uh, Full Stop Aviation. Um, if you just Google that, you can go straight to the website. Justin's the person there you want to talk to. Um, he does all the maintenance by airplane. I mean, they got a bunch of mechanics there. They're amazing. They get a really good composite guy. Um, but Justin's the guy you want to talk to. And you can find all my information on their website too. If you're interested in MX, just send me an email and we'll talk. I already got one yeah. gentleman who's I've already sent a bunch of info. He's a pretty hot for one. So we'll see what yeah. happens. Sweet. Yeah, I'm just on I'm I was just checking out <clears throat> Justin's uh excuse me, social media. Um it's actually on my computer now. So it's fs-aviation.com, f frank s aviation.com. Um and you can message them. I message them here and there and stuff like that. Super recently. And it's a full service FBO. Oh yeah. Yep. So well, that's they're not really an FBO. They're um, they're a maintenance shop. Or a full full, sur- full service maintenance facility. Yeah, they're full service maintenance. They got a flight school there too. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike Rigner's there, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, his his, his son is um business partners with Justin. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, and yeah, and MX2 is there if you want to go for a demo flight with uh, Rob Holland and um, see what it can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Where else can everybody uh, find you and follow you for air show schedule, tour dates, your merch? Go buy some yeah, shirts, so, everybody. Yeah, so I got I actually got merch on two sites. I got um, like Rob Holland branded stuff on my um, my actual air show site, so ultimateairshows.com. And then I have another site that's called um, flygoodmerch.com. And um, it's all the fly good, don't suck stuff. I actually have a copyright on fly good, don't suck. So I decided to try to capitalize on it. We got a bunch of shirts. Did you and really? And hats. And that's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's freaking yeah. cool. Yeah, I've had that copyrighted for a couple of years. Wait, you're an 11 time national champion? I thought it was only 10. No, that's 11. I'm looking on your. Jesus. Come, it give counting. it up, man. Just stop. <laughs> I can't give up on an odd number. I know. That's true. I know. And then on a team selection year, even 20. Yeah. I don't think numbers. I'll go 20. 20 might be a little too much. <laughs> can't wait to fast. I can't wait to replay this podcast eight years from now. <laughs> <laughs> 20 is a little much at, at, at number 30. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for coming on, Rob. Yeah. Thank you guys thanks. for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for keeping on flying. We really appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> it's amazing. Amazing show. Tell Coco I said hi. And um, he's doing great work with you. I don't know what he's doing at this point, but besides should, cashing a check. Seriously, but, you should you should come to one of the camps. Last time I came to a camp, Rob, you laughed at me over the mic and I cried for days. <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty fun. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> 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 no that's the best part about camps to be honest yep. i'll uh, uh um, I'll, I'll, I'll i might actually all kidding aside yeah I'll, if it's not I'll text any you the <laughs> no i'm gonna send you i actually mark i sent you the video of the first figure of the limited note it wasn't that bad right no I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a judge or Mark anything Lee? like that, but it looked pretty good. No, I think your internet sucks. Thanks. Yeah, yours is pretty bad. Just you got that freaking New the... Jersey bullshit New Jersey internet or whatever. <laughs> whatever. You still you still there, Jeffrey P? That's why you can't fly good. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> it's all delayed. I see you. All right, um, <laughs> let's get let's get the hell out of here. Rob, thanks again for uh, for coming on, dude. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the podcast. Thank you to Lift Aviation for supporting the podcast. www.liftaviationusa.com is the website. Go check it out. Use the promo code FLYCOOLSHIT at checkout for 25% off most items on the website. Thank you to Rob Holland for joining the podcast once again and always being a huge supporter and advocate for the podcast. We really appreciate it. Guys, go to his website, flygoodmerch.com. That is your one-stop shop for all things fly good, don't suck. All right, that's the only place you can get it. We have a promo code, ACRO, A-K-R-O, at checkout for 10% off everything on the website. Go buy a Fly Cool Shit shirt if you would be so kind. Flycoolshit.com slash merch. That helps support the podcast, help keeps the lights on, and it allows us to keep doing what we're doing. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you all next week. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 